podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Touchline Fracker. This evening, I am joined by members of all the club pods, so we are well represented. I, I love it when we have 100% turnout. Uh, I'll start with you, Babs. How are you doing, mate? I'm fantastic, man. I'm fantastic. I'm, we'll, we'll get into it, man. A shocking performance on the fire card. Uh, I, Oi, I listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I had to give the streets what they wanted, man. Yeah, you you didn't give the streets what they wanted. This, this Oi, I, I, I don't know if you can see over there, but Terms is smiling. And... Yeah, I was Oi, happy. Yeah. You won't be smiling for not much longer. Uh, uh, with that being said, how are you doing, Tobes? Not great, but we move, man. We move, we move. Yeah, man. Uh, Ellis, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm blessed, bro. How are you? Yeah, not bad. It's been a good result. Something light, you know? Not, not, nothing heavy. Slight. Slight. And Shabs, what you saying? Yo. It's been a minute. How you been, man? It's been a minute. It's been a minute here. I'm good, man. I'm happy to be here as always, man. Like, yeah, especially yeah. especially in this moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Could have could, could, could been worse. <laughs> it could have been, been a... <laughs> yeah. could have been techie. could have been <laughs> sticky, the, but... You're on the short straw. I'm on, I'm on ease right now. So. Exactly, yeah. And obviously, then you've done your stint and then, you know, next week's game comes and that's somebody else's problem. And then I'm... got Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I have my turn. I drew my straw. Sweet. Uh, before we start, obviously, I have to do my due diligence. Remind you all, if you're not already part of the Discord community, what are you doing? Uh, it was great today. A lot of bows on people's head tops, mainly Spurs's. Um, the Tachikunas weren't there for the Arsenal one, but, you know, we love football, so we were there. We had we chatted it up. Um, we were nervous. Yeah, feel, listen, I know what it was. Guys, suddenly, yeah, I'm over going to snitch on guys on a on a uh, podcast. They're, they're, not all built, they're not all built for the ground, the ground man. They're not yeah, all built for it, the ground. it is. It is what it is. Um, and if you're not signing up to the Discord, make sure you're signed up to the YouTube, subscribe. We've got the fight cards, the club pod visuals come out and all additional content that we produce comes out. So pit stops on there, court sides on there, ring sides on there and whatever else we've got coming in the pipeline. You know, we've always got something coming. And for those of you who want even more content, we, we've got our club pods too. Um, check that out. Uh, with all that being said, let's get into this weekend's games. And yeah, I, I'll start with you, Shabs. So uh, at the end of the day, pretty... Um, Comfy win. Yeah, uh, you can't you can't have complaints after a three 0 win. But lo and behold, I, I've got complaints, man. Give us your, give us your this, thoughts on the lineup. This is uh, where Touchy Gooners comes. Yeah, give, give us your thoughts on the lineup, uh, and then your thoughts on the uh, performance, and then where you are generally with with Arsenal at the moment because you, you haven't been on the main pod for a while. Um, yeah. I think we're bereft of, of 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 quality. That's no secret. Everyone knows that. So um, with the lineup, you know, there's there's kind of like there are the players that are missing, 
the players who you know who we know like the likes of Tierney and 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 the David Luizes, etc., etc., the Odegaard and that, and then there are the players that um, you know kind of need to be rested to kind of save us. Hopefully, try and save us next week. Um, yeah, but bear in mind, you know, um, the night this was played on Thursday, so. Um, not much time between then and the late kickoff today. So with the lineup, I, I kind of think um, Arteta had to do what he had to do. I can't see much else that he could have worked with. Bear in mind that Abramyang was out. Um, maybe he could have gone with Martinelli up top, but it, you know Martinelli featured, which was good. I'm happy. I'm always happy to see Martinelli in the lineup. Um, <clears throat> there were questions about the shape. Was he going to go with? Was he going to maintain this shape? Um, or was he going to try something different? He maintained the shape, which is, you know, credit to him. He's sticking to his principles. Um, and I think Granite Shaka at left back was um, a bit of a surprise, but it worked. They didn't seem to find a way to exploit him. So he started at left He started at left back. And um, it's kind of what Shaka does anyway. Like we, we've seen him play in games now where he can kind of drop into, into that space or drop really deep. Um, he was a bit of a fixed left back today, but yeah, yeah. Apart from that, it, it was kind of all right. Could he have done something? With, uh, I'm I'm not sure what happened with Bellerin. I think Bellerin was just on the bench, but Chambers started right back. He did a good job, so I'm not I'm not I'm 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 not too mad at it. And Saka played in the ten. Um, you know, the, I think the questions before the game were: Does Saka play? Should he play? Should he play left back? Bear in mind that you know we've got injuries and no real cover there. I'm glad that he played in the forward line because um, you know we've we've seen it without him and it and it's not pretty. So um, he did some positive things um, today, especially in the first half. So I'm happy with the lineup. To be fair to you, and then the result was 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 the result. Um, these men are pussyholes because. It's all well and good turn up against Sheffield United, but this is a relegation side. Like this is a side that, um, you know, like it's, they're going down, they're doomed. So, like, yeah, you can come up and you know Lacazette can be clean through today and do the business today, but um, he was like, yeah, man, Thursday and he didn't do the business. He was clean from Thursday and he did well. He wasn't clean through really because he couldn't I mean, get away he, from he, anyone. He, what, he, he, he couldn't get away from anyone, <laughs> so he wasn't clean through. You know, um, had all types of things for Lacazette, lack of ability, lack of player, lack of like he just lacks everything. He lacked everything on Thursday, but somehow today he he, he didn't. Um, and yeah, for, no, I'm not even going to be critical of him. He had a good game today, so I'm happy with that. Um, but yeah, man, I just think it's really frustrating. Like we're looking at April, we're even touching mid-April now. These are our ninth in the table. Um, like, you know, like, well, what is there to really sing and dance about after a 3-0 victory at Sheffield United? So, yeah, it's three points. I'm happy. We could have lost. We didn't lose. Um, we couldn't really have lost today because they, they, they didn't come with much. But you, you don't know what I mean. But, um, but yeah, man, uh, I, I don't even want to sing, 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 sing too tough. Honourable mention for Ceballos, to be fair, because... Did Lewis I'm, pay you? Did Lewis pay you to say that? No, nah, he didn't, man. And I'm, 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 I've been on to Lewis and Lewis wants to Shazzy fight me. Shazzy you, bro. Nah, Shazzy Lewis wants to... You, nah, real talk, Lewis wants to fight me because I've been, I've been calling it as it is with Ceballos. But if you're going to perform and, and, and do little bits like he did today, I'm going to give you credit for it. But, you know, Ceballos can turn up against these baby boys like Sheffield United anyway. Like, this is what he done the same time last time against Sheffield United at the back end of last season as well. He had another blinding game against 
he turned up today, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give him his credit. He got an assist. Credit to him, you know what I mean? But do do that again on Thursday when it matters. Carry that through for the rest of the season. Because yeah, man, we're not seeing this from you regular. Yeah, that's, that's all fair enough. Um, I, I want to talk about Arsenal with the rest of the panel. So Tobes, Ellis, uh, Babs, a lot of chatter about Arsenal um since Thursday, a lot of murmurs coming out in terms of um Arteta falling out with senior players in the dressing room, etc. etc. Um from the outside looking in, what are your thoughts on their season? Obviously, like Shabs has said, they're ninth, but that, that's kind of the surface of it. Um, kind of looking uh, underneath the bonnet, as you were, um, what do you think of Arsenal's season? Do you think they've put in the building blocks to have success going forward? Or do you think they should cut ties with, with the manager? They should cut ties with the manager. Um, <clears throat> he's not... You have to... There are, cert- there are obviously circumstances and, and situations that are out of his control. Like he he inherited like most of the dross that he's got in that Arsenal squad, et cetera, et cetera. But ultimately, you have to move that to the side and ask yourself, is he doing the best job he can be doing as, as, as a manager? Forget Arsenal, as, as a manager, is he getting the best out of his players? Is he playing the right football required for the club that he's managing? And is he getting results? If all those three things are a no, what's he, what, why is there justification for him to keep his job? I don't dislike Arteta. I actually liked, I liked him at the start when, when he was there last season. You could see that there was some organisation in Arsenal. Of course, he got the FA Cup, etc. And he was getting a tune out of certain players as well. But this season... I don't care how good the football has looked in the last three, four months. Arsenal are not a team that is worthy of, of, of mass respect anymore. And that's largely down to, I think right now, this season, and that's largely down to him. They've lost 12 games in the league this season. And we're talking about backing him, doing this, this, that, and the other. They're not a good side. Shabs has literally just mentioned it now. And it sounds hypocritical for me because they literally just slapped us a couple of weeks ago, but we're not a good side either. We're shit. Let's be real. We're, we are shit. And, they are a side that, that, for me, they don't look like they're coached well enough. Um, the manager makes weird decisions where with players who he favoritizes, players who he wants to start, players who he doesn't want to start. And furthermore, they're not a consistent side. So his rumor as a manager, he's failing in that regard. Cool. Um, that's pretty emphatic there. Didn't know if Babs or Ellis wanted to add anything onto that. Oh, it's just the same thing. Sorry, Babs, before I go on. It's just the same thing, what everyone's saying. I think um, a couple of months ago, we, we spoke about Arsenal and the pod and we spoke about the lack of identity and um, the lack of thoughtfulness that Arteta's bringing to the team. And it still continued. Um, I watched Arsenal on, on Thursday. Well, and... do, do you think he lacks thought or do you think his thoughts are incorrect? I think there's a. I don't think he's not a thinking manager. I think that would be doing him a disservice. Yeah, because he's, he's about more about the decisions he makes. Shabs mentions Martinelli not playing enough. We look at how long it took him to get Smith Rowe in the side. Um, hmm. All the different positions he played, Sakharin, if you agree or disagree with that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so I don't think he's necessarily not a thinking manager, but it's more about his um, his his decisions. And I guess. For me, or, or, or I can see both sides of the coin. And for me, if you're talking about a manager who probably at this stage in his career, this job is too big for him. He yes. doesn't have the experience. So he hasn't come somewhere smaller, made the mistakes, which has allowed him to know which things work and which things don't work. Gone to clubs where he's maybe not had that uh, 
preference for younger players, but a younger players come through and change his mind. He's having to do that all. We're watching him do it all on the fly as we're going along. And you can correct me if you're wrong, if I'm wrong, Shabs. Would you say that since December, January, the performances have improved and the results probably don't match the performances? The, the performances have improved marginally, marginally. Um, but yeah, there are still, there are meant. I don't even think the performances have improved. I don't think that's fair for me to say. I think the creativity in the side and the attack to some, to a, to, 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 to a tiny degree has improved. I think that's what's improved. Arsenal lack control in games. They lack game management. Um, you know, they, they, they're very naive um, and not able to see out game situations. You know, there aren't spells in games where um, we're completely dominant. I know this, this this may be unrealistic of football right now. Very few teams dominate to finish, but we very rarely have spells where we're in control of games and and and, and where we can just do that. But a, a, a day like today, where I just think like the opposition is um, just fodder. Sorry to any um, listening Sheffield United fans. It just it just is what it is. So disagree. so yeah, like you know, um, the, the results don't match. The results aren't consistent. Um, there are games that have, you know, we, we should have won. There are games where, you know, we're, we're good enough to win. There, there, there are two sides to it because there's a side about the quality, the, the, the team lacking quality. And there are some players in the, in, 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 who play for Arsenal who just aren't, you know, they, sh- they shouldn't be anywhere near us as a club. But when I look at other teams in the league who have outperformed us and got results and and whatnot whatnot um they're just um they're, they're not as I, I couldn't say that like West Ham have got more quality in their side than Arsenal um I couldn't necessarily say that Leicester have got more quality in 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 in, in their side than Arsenal to a player in some areas yeah so but they're comfortably ahead of us like comfortably ahead of us so uh, you know, you have to ask questions. And yeah, some of it is hangover. Some of it is legacy from Wenger. Some of it I put on the club. But a lot of it I put on on on, on the coach, especially now. This is someone who's been in charge for 18 months. What more, like, we should be able to see something. The only consistent thing I see about pattern of play is that, that one move where we can pass it out the back and, and, and progress it. Apart from that, I don't see much. So, so yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> so on to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Um, sorry, Ellis, I interjected. So, yeah, feel free to finish your thoughts on the... the no, no, was, yeah, man, just say really, um, like what what you said in regards to, he's a thinking coach, but I think his ideas are not coming across well. Um, I think some of, probably outside looking in, some of the senior players are looking at him thinking, boy to boy, you're not really the guy to be telling me what to do like that. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Um, again... Uh, a few reports coming out, he fell out with um, Leno. Is it correct me if I'm wrong? Was it Leno? Yeah, Aubameyang had the flu. Um, the, see, the Leno thing the weren't true. That, that same <laughs> Shabs and Tobes have got, yeah? Yeah, same, same <laughs> flu. Um, yeah. I, I was kind of interested to see that Aubameyang didn't start on Thursday. I don't know what was in there. It was kind of weird. A big game like that, Aubameyang is not starting. So Aubameyang is probably looking at... I'm the main goal getter here and you're not playing me. So I th- there's a lot of discontent. Not, by the, not, in the not by the numbers. Not by the numbers, he ain't. It's not by the but then again you have to look at Arteta because before Arteta came, he was banging goals. 
He's been banging girls wherever he's gone. Then Arteta's come. He's stuck him on the left. He's tried that. What Shav was talking about, same tactic, take from the back, switch it over to the left. Then you find it's not really working. Your main goal scorer, you want him in the box. You want to try and get the ball in the box as quick as possible for him. And it's not happening. For, um, if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd be calling for his head because you can't be in April. All your mates are fighting for Champions League and you're just there. Swag surfing in ninth. It's a bit dead, isn't it? Wag surfing, wow. In her back, <laughs> back term in a minute. Um, <laughs> let's get on to the, the, the big game today. Uh, Manchester United versus Tottenham. Uh, 3-1 win for us. Sutton Light. Um, before I give my thoughts, I'd like to get your thoughts, Tove, as, as you weren't on the Discord. So, um, yeah, enlighten us, please, sir. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> yeah, um, bruv, it's, it's literally just... A continuation of 2021 with with that result like we have been a diabolical team to watch um we've had diabolical results um we have some diabolical players and we have a war criminal of a manager so it, it's a recipe for disaster so um you're seeing the culmination of all those things unfold in in, in front of you um week in week out when we step on that pitch I we spoke mid. I think we spoke a couple times in the lead up to this as well, and even in all my previews, there was no chance in hell I was expecting Spurs to come out of this with three points. It was either going to be a draw to Spurs or a Man United win. Um, and then when you look into the fact that Man United have legit not, I think they've only lost like one game in like the last what like three four months of Premier League football or something like that. Um, <laughs> It, it tells you you need to know. Like, this is a side that are, irrespective of what we say about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, this is a side that simply don't lose away from home. Went to Stamford Bridge, clean sheet. Went to the Emirates, clean sheet. Went to the Etihad, a win. Went to um, Anfield, clean sheet. So they don't lose. And they're coming to a ground um, against the side that slapped them 6-1 uh, in the reverse fixture. Revenge revenge was always going to be at the back of their mind. And I felt like they were, they were, they were, they were, they were um, worthy winners today. Like Man United, I thought the first half was a bit cagey. Um, we were fortunate to to not even behind, be behind 1-0 anyway because of that Sun decision for that goal. But um, again, our, even our goal was a bit fortunate. The Lindelof not getting getting a proper contact on that pass and then Sun um, tapping home. Um, he needed that goal, big goal for him, but it did not, it did not galvanise um, us the way we wanted our team to be galvanized. Because in the second half, Man United literally just stepped it up another gear and we couldn't we couldn't compete. In terms of energy levels, in terms of the, the ball movement, in terms of chance creation, we couldn't compete. And um, people will say, oh yeah, 3-1, this, this, that. 3-1 was the, the right score. I think Man United, they, they were that good on the, on the day that they deserved to be like a sizable gap in the scoreline. So I felt 3-1, 3-1 was justified. Spurs are a sinking ship. Um, we have a sinking manager and we have a lot of issues that we need to fix. And we just have to pray and hope that the people at the top are willing to do the dirty work to try and get these issues fixed. Mm, damn it, damn it. Um, from, from our perspective, uh, the 6-1 early in the season was a real watershed moment for us. Um, and that was kind of when Oli decided um, that he didn't trust uh, Paul Pogba or or... He, he felt that the centre-backs needed extra protection with uh, Fred and McTominay. Um, mm. So I expected that again today in terms of the starting lineup. He did He didn't disappoint in that regard. 
uh, gave Paul Pogba the middle wing, the middle wing role, which we've seen him do to varying uh, amounts of quality. And then obviously you've got Bruno, who's uh, a somewhat known quantity, and uh, Adinson Cavani, who's always a goal threat. Um, I thought, like with you, the start was pretty cagey. Uh, neither side wanted to really make any mistakes. Um, the first goal was good, or what? Well, the first goal, air quotes here, that was disallowed. I thought that was some good play. I didn't think that should have been ruled out, personally speaking. I, I thought that was, I thought that was shocking. I thought that was shocking. Uh, obviously, you guys have seen the post-match uh, back and forth between Oli and Jose. Um, I, they don't like each other. And, yeah. and like I feel like the press, when they're talking to them, they, they pick at it, pick at it. And you can always feel like the, the tension underneath the comments they're both making about each other. But um, obviously, with a loss, Jose will use any opportunity to take the, the heat off of his team. Of course, only given him that. So um, after that, you guys go and score a good a, a good goal. Uh, Lindelof for sure was poor, but that was quality from Kane and a good decision making from Lucas Moura. And yeah. I, I'm with you. Son has had a pretty rough 2021. So nice for him to get on the uh, uh, on the sc- uh, score sheet um, for like five minutes or so. He was everywhere, like getting getting dropped, scoring goals, dropping back and like you know winning the ball for you guys in good positions so we went in at halftime and I won't like I was absolutely fuming because that 6-1 result like every time I'm chatting to you or like, shut up we beat you 6-1 like I, 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 I'm not really clear. like and, and as much you want to be like yeah it was a freak result it was it was a horrible performance it's a horrible performance from us so for me this this and obviously Jose as well you know uh, his, his time here so this game meant a lot for me personally speaking so yes. when we went in 1-0 I was absolutely fuming uh, Sai was on the discord you know Sai he can talk himself out of a paper bag um, he was, he was, finding, <laughs> he was finding every reason why you know yeah that was fine what yeah I don't care son that was a that was a, a foul etc etc cool so we started the second half really well and um, I should have known because We've watched dozens of Spurs games this season, and this is what happens. You go ahead, and then your team goes back within yourself, and you invite pressure on. Um, but despite that, we were really good. Pogba, I thought, was brilliant today. Um, he, he, he made a lot of things happen. Was unlucky not to get on the score sheet, uh, going for the... for the. Was it unlucky? It was just poor decision-making. No, no. I don't think that was unlucky. That was just him being too... Yeah, that, that was just poor decision-making. Unlucky. If, 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 no, no, no. That was him being too flashy, my guy. I don't think so. Style, style. Well, what's the style for? Like, listen, he's a, he's a flair player. Flair players do flair players do flair things. You know, you you put Hoy Bier on the floor. So, um, so with that, um, you know, Bruno did his thing. Um, who scored our Who scored our first goal? Remind me. Uh, it was Fred. It was Fred. It was Fred. Fred. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, that guy. It was yeah. terrible on the ball, but he was it a good goal. Or was, or just bonga bonga ball, man. Now for the initial initial Cavani chance, that that way of pass was, was exactly. very good. That pass was good. And was I, felt like, I felt like his energy in the second half was good as well. Yeah, I think I yeah. thought it was good in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, he's a, he's a chaos baller. Like, <laughs> yeah, like Lucas Moura. <laughs> they have their purposes at times. Yeah, he, 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 he thrives in games where there's no structure and people are just running around. The minute there's a structure and tactics are being imparted, he becomes yeah. a non-entity. So this, anyway, this was a, this was a perfect game for him then, because yeah, all well, I don't care. You hear manager says press. We hear manager say press, 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 press without no no coaching, no organization, no nothing. Just press, 
press, press. <laughs> it's one of them ones where Morales just seen too much that he doesn't like about Fred, body, which I understand. I, I get work, it. I'm with it. The body of work is nuts, Shabs. The body of work yeah. is absolutely nuts. What are you saying, Morales? One good album, like five. Yeah, <laughs> one good album like ten, bro. One good album, you said one good album. You yeah. one good single on the album. Single in ten albums. Yeah. Yeah, uh, fucking, fucking feature, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he grabs his goal. Uh, Rashford, Ollie really, really needs to take this guy out of the firing line. He's clearly at this point so hobbled, um, and he continues to play him because I, I get it. Um, he, he's the real, only real consistent behind. Um, behind the line, attacking threat, Pacey takes players on, but his execution is not very good. Um, he had to come off against Granada. Uh, he came off again today. And just give him two, three weeks off, man. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the top four race, but from my perspective, we're, we're sorted now. Uh, and we're 2-0 up in the, in, in, uh, uh, in the first leg and we're coming home. So, yeah, give him a couple of games off just to rest himself um, because, yeah, it's affecting his performances and potentially affecting him long-term. Cool. So we brought on Greenwood. Um, he's coming off uh, some good form this season. Two yes. goals in his last two games. And he came on and was really good. Linked up well with Bruno for Cavani's goal. Regulon got dealt with a little salad mm. there from Bruno. And then that mm. cross um, that cross from Greenwood right on Cavani's head. Listen, Cavani runs around, runs around, doesn't really offer anything apart from that. But if you're a side that are going to create lots of chances... Cavani's a striker you want because he'll he'll make the run. What most strikers do, they'll make the run once and then they don't get the ball. He'll make the run once and he'll come back and then he'll make another run, then he'll make another run and he's constantly moving. So for us who don't create that many chances, for a lot of the game, he just looks like, what is he doing? Why is he not dropping back? Why is he not linking play? Why is he not allowing us to sustain possession in the final third? But for those moments there like that, you can always rely on him um, to get on the end of it. His finishing can be somewhat but he'll always get on the end of it. And today uh, he had two chances and he actually took both of them, only one not counting. And then Greenwood's goal. Um, great bit of skill from Pogba, like I mentioned to Tobes, put his boy Hoybier on the floor. Um, and then Greenwood does does what he does. Like he struggled this season. Uh, part of that has definitely been himself. He doesn't quite know how to play wide. Games passing by. Uh, I think there's definitely an onus from Oli for him to maintain the width, but... I think as if the play is going down the left-hand side, which it regularly does with us, at some point you need to make that back post run. You need to be there at the back post to, to, to pick up chances that will trickle down to you. What ends up happening is he camps himself out really far and the whole game passes him by. Um, 60, 70 minutes, he, he, he comes off. But when you have him in and around that box, left foot, right foot, um, I, I'm guaranteeing he's going to get off a good shot, going to hit the target more often than not, and more often than not, he's going he's gonna to score. The goal against Leicester... Cut back, uh, left foot finish. Um, the goal in the other game was a header, instinctive again against Brighton. And then the goal again today came onto his right foot. Uh, Loris, you could argue, could have done better, uh, but but that's Loris now. Um, but then Greenwood done what he what he does best and what he's been doing his whole uh, young career, which is which is bagging goals. So for us, um, that puts us in second, sixty three points. Um, the thing is, I'm not happy with Oli, but. You have to give him credit, man. Yeah, I, but I don't like. My thing is, I can't quantify the credit that I, I, I give him. The he's, won, he's won. He's won today. Three one. We got. Yeah, 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 that's fine. That's that's the one result. But I'm talking against the, the the breadth of the season and basically what foundations has he put in place for me to be like, okay, this is what we're doing, okay-ish. And if he has um, more time or he gets better players in, I see this improving. 
I really can't. I really can't quantify what what he really does for us. Um, but he's in a league where you're seeing other managers struggle, so he's doing something right. So we'll give him we'll give him credit for that. I think he's, he's, he's feeling his top four, man. He's making it work somehow. Like I, 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 I kind of understand. That's one of the worst games of football I've ever watched. Yeah, that, and 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 that's what it is. It's kind of like um, you see, like it's kind of like where do you, what, what what do you place a higher value on as a fan? You know, is it about um, is it about tangible outputs or is it about conceptual stuff? Is it about you know I want this manager to make us play better and sit, or is it about Actually, as long as we progress and I can see the progression, you know, I can measure the progression by way of results, by way of points, by way of climbing up the table, by way of getting to um, the latter stages of cup competitions. Uh, and I kind of get it. Like, a, you know, an idealist is always going to say, yeah, 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 I want us to win playing well. That's the that's that's the ideal in football, really. But um, Oli's, Oli's, Oli's managing his players. He's managing the mandem. And... That's hard to do. Mourinho can't do it. You say what you like about yeah, Mourinho can't, can't do it. For me, it's not even... Yes, playing well is important to me because I like to, I love football and I like to enjoy watching my team play. But even if we didn't play well, a clear, tangible identity in terms of what we're trying to do out there. I'm not sure. It's very vibesy from game to game, different players contributing and it's all coming together and, it, and it's leading to a positive correlation in terms of results. Obviously, obviously, there's a as a blocker because where we did we did we hadn't lost to Leicester since 2014. We played them in an FA Cup uh, quarterfinal and they batter us. We we can't get past the semi-final stages of these cup competitions. So I think that's where it's even more diamond because when you're getting to these latter stages and you're coming up against teams that are equally competent and managers who are as good or most likely in Oli's case better tacticians. Then that gap in your then that gap in your ability is showing the sixty yeah. points in a normal season that gets you a top a top four finish, top yeah, four, top five finish. But I get Oli, what you mean though. Oli, Oli, Oli is for, for me a little bit like um, he's a bit Wengerish in his um, not 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 in his footballing style, but the the same way that Wenger used to just go out, not really give the guys much instructions, just nice. tell them like you lot are, you, you lot are better than them, like just go and play, like you you need to find your own solutions. That's what he reminds me of. But again, if we look at it, United have lost four games in the league this season, the same amount as Man City. It's the draws, it's the games where you have drawn. That's why um, you know there's such a substantive gap between you and. And then really, and then I think everyone else this season has really lagged. So you're you're comfortably in second place right now. I can't remember if there's a game difference um, between between. Yeah, so you one game between us and City, yeah. but not between us and everyone else. Yeah, I mean yeah. everyone else. Yeah, I mean between you lot and third. So I I think when I, when I look at it, I, I get it. Like I said, there's there's nothing remarkable about this guy, and yet and still he is making stuff. He's making it happen. And look that look at the. There's guys that have gone there before him, Six Fergie, you know, who have got a lot more on him in terms of managerial credentials. And none of them have, done, like, well, you could say, yeah, Mourinho had that season where he finished second, but it weren't vibes like this. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm hooping. There's, there's times where you're not hooping. Yeah. It's true. Like, it's facts. Like, he, he, and if he's found a way to make it work with, I, I like that you lot can bring up Greenwood off the bench and Greenwood bags a goal. Get your number up, lad. You know what I mean. Get your numbers up, lad. You're you're a talented baller. Go go on there. I'm not just bringing you on for the sake of it. 
like like Arsenal, for example, bring on Eddie and Katia. He's never gonna like to do what Greenwood's actually going on knowing. Yeah, gonna affect the game, and you've got a chance of of scoring as well. He scores. I like that man. It's 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 kind of vibesy. I get like you lot have seen the heights, so this is kind of like now nah, you want you kind of always want more, but right now it's a good position to be in. Yeah, and and also like if you compare it to like let's say Arteta and that he's getting the best out of his better players to an extent. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you got Bruno banging goals today. Pogba, Pogba was hooping, as you will say, Mario. <laughs> he was hooping. You know what I'm saying? Like you found a you found a good way to get the best of it and to make to make Manchester United play better or just to be more effective. And I get it. Like like Shab says, he's not the most like tactically. He's not a tactical genius of of any of any sort, anyway. but the fact that if you can get your best players playing well, that just helps you. That's halfway to where you want to be. So, yeah, man, you enjoy the thing, man. Enjoy the vibes, Mariah. Man, no, you know you're enjoying. Do you get what Mariah Mariah is saying though? Because um, like when you watch Man United, like half the time you watch them, you just think, how the hell are this team second? Like it, it's. It's ridiculous. Like they, mm. they don't look good, and like it feels weird calling Man United a good side, but you have to call them a good side because of some of the players they have and the results that they they've put down in the league this season and when they are on the table. But just on that point that you made, Ellis, though, um, I know obviously Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, his stumbling block is that he's not won anything at United. He gets to the semis and he bottles it, whatever, blah blah blah. But these these players who are thriving right now for Man United, your Rashfords, your Pogba's, etc. Um, these same players are under a certain manager who manages our club now, who is now going through the motions where all of a sudden now this squad is is apparently this abysmal team that that can't beat Newcastle, can't do this, that, and the other. So I feel like in that respect, you have to give Ole Gunnar Solskjaer that credit because he's getting a tune out of players that apparently. You couldn't get a tune out of when a certain man was 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 in the job um, um, a couple years before. So, hey. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com BlueWire. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Oh. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll keep watching. Um, Babs, you, you've been pretty, pretty quiet so far, so it only yeah. makes sense for me to, to come over to you guys. Um, up the Chelsea, as it were. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you guys had a really impressive result yesterday, a 4-1 win away at Crystal Palace. Um, off the back of a good week, to be honest. Talk us through yesterday's game, uh, the lineup, the performance. Uh, I, I missed the game, unfortunately. I had some other things to do, um, but there was Is a that lot. So? Of, yeah, it was so. Um, There's a lot of talk about um, the, the the attack and how how well it hummed. So, yeah, for those of us who haven't watched, uh, give us some context. What were your thoughts? Happily, happily, happily. Um, so one of the things that I think that was key in this lineup was having an actual 
more fluid attacking lineup. So we had um, Pulisic, Kai, and Mount, who are all able to like, you know, um, cover along the um, forward thinking um, areas of the field. They're able to, you know, they're able to use the ball in, in ways that um, players like such as like Timo Werner are not able to use. And I feel like when you have players like that who are able to actually um, play with the ball, it makes it a lot easier to hold the possession and actually feel like a team. Because if I was to like um, compare it to a game like against Everton, for instance, you know, um, that was another good result. But the difference being was that we had Werner, the right wing, and when he can't get involved in games, it kind of feels like you're playing with 10 men. Whereas this game here today, it felt like we were coming, we were playing with like four attackers, if anything, because, you know, we had Cho in the right wing back, we had Mount um, playing off him on the right wing, and then we had Kai in the, in the hole, in the false line with Pulisic on the left. And I do feel like having a line like this, it allows us to play this fluid football that Tuchel wants to play. And another thing that I think was very important to see was the actual approach towards this game, because... I felt if I was um, harking back to like last week against West Brom, I feel like we were a bit more apprehensive on the ball. We weren't as forward thinking, you know, we, we played a bit more of a, of a defensive lineup. And I don't think it's um it's something to like look too not look too into, but I think it's promising into the fact that we actually have players, you know, which our previous manager thought, which would actually be good enough to to actually have an attack. And yeah, I, I can't really complain. You know, if I look at the first half, I felt like our intensity was amazing. You know, we kept hold of the ball really well. Covers and Jorginho were amazing. Like the, the the position they were able to like get the ball and feed it into Kai to just pull out the. Um... You, you mentioned Kovacic because we had a discussion Go. about um, mm. earlier earlier in in the day um, during I think it was maybe the Liverpool game. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. What, what did he bring to the to the to the performance yesterday? Mm, I think it's what he normally brings. You know, he's, he's, he's um he's always he's just securing he's just securing possession. Like he rarely ever loses the ball. He's able to progress the ball with his dribbling, and it's and it's, it is a good um, asset to have on your team. I have my I have my own personal feelings of on conversation. I'm guessing that's what you wanted to what you wanted to find out more <laughs> of. But <laughs> let's focus on the positives for, for now. You know, nah, I do feel like what your feelings, bro. Yeah, you know, I feel like he's a good player, but I don't think he's anything more than a, than a squad player. You know, I feel like as good as he's as good as he is with the ball. You know, he's good possessionally. I don't think he's amazing defensively. I don't think he's an amazing pass of the ball. And I feel like where he, where his um, strengths lie with the ball in terms of like dribbling and being able to progress the ball, I just don't feel like it adds amazing value to the team. Not that it doesn't add value, but I don't think it's value which is like quantifiable for, for me personally. I think he's a good yes, squad player. That's what I said to you yesterday. I said if his passing was as good as his dribbling, mm. uh, if that sort of abilities were reversed, you wouldn't say that. Yeah, I think it's because. His ability to progress the ball is not through the typical way which most midfielders do, which is passing. It's through his ball-carrying ability. But essentially, for me, his quality is in the fact that he's able to consistently progress your play. I watch yeah. Manchester United, so I am very... Oh, well man, you're starving, bro. I, I, get, I get you, man. Midfielders who are unable to do that. Shabs will be able to attest to that at times. Ellis will be able to attest to that at times. And Toes will be able to attest to that at times. So don't take that for granted. That quality mm. doesn't make him necessarily an all-action midfielder um, <laughs> like some of his predecessors who we, who we might. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, so, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, no, sure. I, I, don't I, I, I don't think you're sorry at all. He's not. He's not. I can see a. I can see a man in the background. Ellis nodding his head, and if I look at that midfield, I, I know why you're nodding your head. When you have my, my nodding, <laughs> like running, running around at their park, like I, I understand, man. Like. I'm not no, saying he's, that, as, as I said, I'm not saying he's a bad midfielder. I'm just saying I think his best role will be a squad player. I don't think he's really a player that I'd, I'd want to have starting a week in, week what? out. I do think it, I do think he has his qualities, but I think he's a player that I feel like with a lot of players, right? it's easy to, to appreciate them from afar when you're not watching a week in, week out. You know, I'm not saying he's a bad player, but I just feel he has his limitation when it when it comes to actually being able to use the ball. 
yeah, and if does. you are, if you are a type of player that has half the dribbling ability but more but more passing, it does aid in terms of like our chance creation. I do get what you're saying though. I do get what you're saying, but just looking at this game in isolation though, this this Crystal Palace game, mm. I, I I I'm not gonna lie to you. I I, I switched off after seven minutes because I knew what way this game was heading. Literally, <laughs> literally one way traffic within like the first two three minutes. I said, yeah, safe. I'm out of here. But I watched the highlights after the game, and from what I from what I saw, him and Jorginho were passing through Palace like like a knife through butter, man. Like they were actually like not just keeping not just keeping the game ticking, but they were actually like going for the juggler with some of their passes. And I felt that like that side of Kovacic is the side of Kovacic that you would like to see more of, if you could exactly exactly, exactly. because because if I have to harken back to the West Brom game. That was the exact same pivot that played there. And we yeah, saw what happened. They got terrible. Blocked. terrible yeah. So I've got a question. So did he have it in his locker and not use it enough? Or was it due to the poor quality of the opposition he was up against? I think it's I think it's opposition, personally. I think okay. it's opposition. Because if I look at if I look at a West Brom, they were a lot more able to actually press on midfield and they actually wanted to press on midfield. Whereas Palace, boy, <laughs> they, they had they had a what's his name? A Riyad Vald? I, I thought it was a centre back. Yeah, I, I don't know. Was, yeah. I, I thought it was a previously centre back. I feel like I had a centre mid and um, centre back. So, do, do, do you know why I don't think that's fair though? Because I think West West Brom are way worse side than than Palace, and I think that um, that game, if you look at um, Chelsea under um, Tuchel's reign, um, that is a game in isolation. That West Brom game, I think Chelsea have dominated. Get, like Chelsea have controlled games. I was talking about controlling games. If you look at them under him, they've controlled games by and large. And like yesterday, they were extremely dominant. This cold is is killing me. Yesterday they were. Yeah, um, no, I was gonna say it sounded like you're about to cry about these Arsenal performances. No, 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 no. I'll let you carry on, man. Never, never that. But yeah, no, nah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah, I just, I, I just, I, I, I think it's a bit harsh on Kovacic. Is my, is, is, is my point. Basically, on the point about the opposition, because I, I think that West Brom are way worse than than, than Crystal Palace, will, you know. And um, yeah, that's it. That, that's it. That's all I was gonna say, man. Don't be so yeah. harsh. Well, also, yeah, I think you're being yeah, because we have a player like that in um in Genie, and they're kind of. Similar. Hey, I can't like, I can't lie, I can't lie. Don't don't don't, don't compare them, man. Yeah, what? Like, 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 yeah, you can't, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. Like, you just said, you just Wait, hold on, Babs, 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 hold on. You, you just said that he will be a sub for you. So why, why are you getting no opportunity for? Yeah, he would be. And Genie would be in the club. I think you can compare. Yeah. Of course, you can compare them. They're the same. They're similar. They're similar type of players. They're similar type of players. Yeah. Elaborate further. Thank you. Who don't necessarily? They're not um, passing midfielders. They're more players that like to get on the ball and like to dribble from deep. And that, that's the type of things we like. Genie hasn't really done it as much, but he's got it in his locker. Oh, it's, that's, 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 yeah, no, 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 they are. They're like they idea are. dribbles. They're being... <laughs> it's not like idea dribbles. I'm back in Ellison. I don't think it's idea because we've actually seen Wijnaldum do it. Wijnaldum can, yeah. beat, can, can beat man, and he is one of them players where it's not it's not like a, a mediocre trait of it. It's a good trait of his. He is able to beat players, and he can, mm. and he's only been able to do that in this league as well, so we're not going to do that. But, but I'm going to ask you this, Toast. Where was the last time you saw this from Wijnaldum co- co- consistently? Because I could say... Marnie's, I, wait, wait, I, I can say marnie has been a consistent goal scorer. We look at this season... What, what, what's what's going on? Yeah, but he's got. I'm know what I'm saying is in his locker he can do it. Like let's let Ellis land. Go on, Ellis. Yeah, they're not 
I'm not saying like you're saying Kovacic is a dribbler more than a passing midfielder. Same as Genie. They're not, they're not, they're not midfielders that you look to get on the ball and pick passes and dictate play. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think it's an ability in midfield that is vastly overlooked. If a player can get it from deep in his own half and move it and progress it like 25 yards forward, I think that's a very, very um very, very high skill that we should value in midfield. That's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're similar ability. I'm just saying that they're similar profile of players. And as a player, and for me, I like Genie to do it, but Genie doesn't do it enough. But he can do it. He can. He done it against Real Madrid, like for the goal where he scored to make it two one. That's what he done. He picked up the ball from deep in half. He beat. He beat a couple man, and he and he passed off. And it's something that you should really value. But Chelsea, you know what I mean? Like you don't got money in it, so you don't can do anything like. Me, my play, <laughs> James, that was funny because he did absolutely, <laughs> he did absolutely nothing the rest of the game. But um, that's fair. Sorry, sorry. This Kovacic discussion. Sorry, Babs, was a complete like side discussion from where mm. you were going. So just to finish up what you were talking about in terms of Chelsea's Chelsea's attack yesterday and how nicely it was coming along, Captain yeah. America finally got a goal, no? Didn't he, Babs? Yeah, he, he, finally, he finally got a goal or two. You got you got two goals. You got two goals. Yeah, you got two goals. He seems to um, enjoy these games against Palace. And yeah, the first one was an amazing finish. You know, Kai picks up the ball in the in the penalty area, he slips him in, and he and he put it in top bins with, with his left foot on the first touch. And I do feel like although he did get his goal, I did think he was kind of a passenger in the second half. You know, he didn't really hear his name much in terms of the commentary. He wasn't really trying to get involved in play, but I do think that was um by design. The fact that when um when we do play Chova's right wing back versus Reece James, we tried to actually focus our play down the right hand side in terms of chance creation. So he could just say that he was a victim of that. But yeah, it, it was nice to see Pulisic getting getting on the on the score sheet. And yeah, um, not not just Pulisic, but Kai. You know that that was it was it was an amazing. Yeah, that's another player I want to ask you about. Another, yeah. yeah, make it brief, as well. time, man. Yeah, I'll make it brief, man. I'll make it brief, man. But like, you know, as I said when I was last on the podcast, man, when you guys want to talk about Kai, you know, just just come to me and him, man. I'll be here. I'll be here to answer your questions. I said it once, and I say it again. You know, it, it was an, it was an amazing goal. You know, he it was amazing in terms of like being able to counter press. Was it the counter press against Eze? You know, he won the ball back himself. He played off to Cho. Who Eze? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eze stunk up. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, if if I'm gonna offer um an alternative view because as you said to him you did watch the highlights not that, not that's your full game what I will have to say is Ooh. Palace didn't actually offer him an out ball in terms of like when he had the ball he did lose the ball there but if you look there his teammates just weren't there to show the show for the ball some people said oh clear the ball you know clear it out yeah. get it out whatever but I do feel like that wasn't the only time he lost the ball though yeah I didn't say it was I didn't, I didn't say it was I'm just saying that I don't think his teammates were able to actually help him in terms of like getting the ball off him as well. Because if they were, that, that goal maybe just doesn't happen. And yeah, as I was saying, Kai wins the ball back, you know, Cho is able to find him a nice decisive pass and it's a lovely finish. Um, if, I to, if I talk about Kai's performance in totality, I felt like it was strong. You know, it was promising. He said he, he, said he didn't own a um, press conference that, yeah, you know, this is only beginning. Um, I don't want to be judged off one game because, hey, look, like, it's, 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 um, it's a 38-game season. You, know, you can't just give me praise from, from one game. And I do feel like that was positive to see because it just shows that the mentality that he has from, like, from a young player. And not even just that, like the, the positions he was picking up, you know, the runs he was, he was making, I felt like it was, it was, just, it was just amazing to see from, from, a, from a forward playing for Chelsea. I was because, gonna say like yeah. spatial awareness in that, amazing, in that, in that first goal. Um, yeah, Eze, Eze, Eze was sloppy, but he, he, you know, um, Kai was very, very, very alert, very reactive. Mm. You know, kind of moved, moved again. Like um, Mariah was talking about that, that, that counter movement from um, 
Cavani in the box and he continues like Havertz was just persistent in terms of just like moving off the ball, knowing where to stand in that space and he demanded the ball and turned and yeah. finished. There was also that, um, was it a, a ball that came over the top and he took the ball out the air yeah, and yeah. that, that shot. Oh man, if that went in, yeah, well, you, yeah, you guys would yeah. have had to drag yeah. me off this he podcast was, tonight. Yeah, nah, he, he was doing bits <laughs> and then he got the assist as well for, I think it was Pulisic's Pulisic, first yeah. goal. Um, yeah, I liked what I saw from I liked what I saw from Kai. Yeah. I called him Kai Havoc yesterday because I think he was running. <laughs> yeah, he was running a mock yesterday. Yeah, man, it was a name that was very well. Do and just to wrap it up, yeah, I, I thought like I've got to give another one more shout out to Mason Mason flipping Mount, man. Mason Mount, what what a player, what a player. The the way that he's been revitalized on the two show, you know, a lot of people gave him praise for for how he played on Lampard. And personally, for me, I don't think he was as good as what he's showing now. You know, like under Lampard, it was very much in the fact that he was able to just play no matter what. You know, he'd he'd, be able, he'd play like 90 minutes no matter what. No matter what, no matter the weather, no matter the game, he'd be playing. And if I look at a couple of games that he's played this season under Tuchel, he's been nothing short of amazing. And I don't think there's any reason why he's not going to be starting for England in the Euros. Okay. Um, I'll just mention, like, I feel like any time we have any conversation, you have to mention Mason Mount. Um, that's absolutely great, though. He's a really good player. He's a really good player. I think um, the problem for him is that his fate was too intrinsically linked to Frank Lampard. So yeah. a lot of Lampard's failings were pushed onto Mount, almost mm. as if he was to blame for them. So it's, it was almost for... reminiscent of Ansari um, and Jorginho, if you remember. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly just like that. So again, it's great to see Jorginho's established himself away from Sari at uh, Mount, who already had a body of work because he did some good stuff in uh, the Netherlands too. Um, is starting to establish himself under Tuchel too. So, yeah, long long may it continue. England have got a lot of talent in that sort of midfield area. So, yeah, shouts them out. And, and Ellis, last but not least, um, Liverpool, 2-1 win against Aston Villa. So, another team who avenged a loss from earlier in the season. Um, yeah, yeah to, uh, I caught that on the Discord. A few of the Coppin brothers, not you. Um, give us your thoughts on the performance. Um, it was very, very... Uh... Boy, I'm trying to think of the right word. It wasn't good, you know. But that's just well, I don't know. I so speechless, bro. Right, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't really. I'm good. glad you said um, it because I was thinking it. <laughs> bro, but you know me. I don't. I don't lie. Sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, um, we started. We the first half we started well. We started well. We caused Villa a few problems. We had a few chances on goal. Salah had two chances where he should have tucked at least one away. Um, we was giving Villa a lot of problems. We was pressing them well. It was better. For, it was better. The press was better from the, the Real Madrid game, where we was giving Real Madrid too much time on the ball, and obviously everyone saw what happened. They caught us. Uh, they caught us with the goals. But I just the, my problem is from the Real Madrid game to this game, the passing is so poor. Like we can't string five passes together. The confidence in the team is down. It's been down since January. We haven't really looked like a, a powerful team like we did last season. Uh, the front three, two of the... So we've got four forwards who, who are the regular four forwards. So you've got your Mane, Salah, Jota and Firmino. Jota's just come back. So then if you talk about Mane, Firmino and Salah, two of the three are off form. And it's absolutely killing us. I think since January, we've had a... Who? These are familiar numbers, aren't they? They are his numbers, but the play in general is really bad, bro. The first touch is not there. The link-up play is not there. At least he brings when he's not scoring. So I'm saying 
yeah, it's it's not there. He, he's not getting off his shots well. His shots are they're like you know the ones where you kick the ball, you miss it, it starts dragging far away. Like that's what he's doing. Um, so yeah, that's really really causing us problems. I think we've got like a a uh, is it, what was it? We've got our chance conversion is like zero point nine. Is that relegation form? So we've been in relegation form since since January. So but slowly, slowly but surely, we're turning it tag. Um, I was kind of happy we got the win. We needed a win because of just the way the top four is shaping up. We had to just keep keep up with everyone. Um, the second half was a bit better. We moved the ball a bit quicker. We looked a bit more. We looked like we really wanted to win the game. Villa took the lead. Um, a poor mistake from Allison. Allison's going through the motions right now. I don't know if it's his father passing away or just the fact that everyone in front of him is playing poorly. I'm going to attribute it to his father play, father passing away. It's kind of clouded his, uh, his head and I don't blame him for that. Because some of the uh, some of the goals he's conceded, Real Madrid and Aston Villa were very poor. He's got hands to it, but it's not not strong enough. Usually, Allison is a man who's more secure in that. So that he's he's off form. It shows um, the fullbacks are off form. Both fullbacks look like they are running on thin air. There is no gas. Obviously, I know everyone likes to talk about Trent, but Robertson also is going through it. He's not playing well at all. Um, the full, the, the centre-backs can't really fault them. They're new to this level. Um, Kabat just come from Germany. Nat Phillips wasn't supposed to be at the club, but here we are. Um, midfields, a lot of chopping chain. One good thing about it is, um, one good thing is uh, Fabinho coming back into the midfield. He's added a bit of steel. Um, didn't really play well against Real Madrid. Yeah. Played okay against Villa. Yeah. Middling, middling performances from him. Huh? Last couple of performances in that role been not the best one for Dino. It hasn't been. It has it. Aston Villa was better than Romage. Romage was dire, bro. Romage was dire. I can't. I'm one of his biggest fans, but he was just really bad. Um, but but against Villa, he he was a little bit better. He was a bit more secure. He was getting his tackles in. You know what I'm saying? He he, he was doing his job up there. Um, Genie, yeah, Genie's Genie, man. Genie's Genie. I don't know how to describe him, bro. But, when he when he plays well, he's he's the guy. Do you know what I'm saying? How often Skip has that been this week? How often? And, and that's the problem. He's played well for months. That's the problem, and that's the problem we're having. He has not played well for months. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he's one of the senior players. You want him to stand up. You want him to senior man, yeah. To, yeah, like Real Madrid fam. Real Madrid he was getting bossed by Modric. Modric's like on his way to his pension, fam. Hey, 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 that's not, what he's not. He's not. He's not. Do you say? But the thing is, bro. The thing is that football heritage. Like Modric, let's not do that. I, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying Modric is not a. He's a fantastic baller. I, that's. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, at 35 years old, try and get. You know what I mean, like ruffle him up a bit. Man. I don't know if he wants to run around. Yeah, you, you know should be saying? able to get. You should be able to get around him at, 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 at his saying, age, despite know, his ability. You know, I'm telling you, lot. Boy, he's balling like he's still 30, man. Like, yeah, bro, they all... They, they, uh, a few of them are average. I watched the Classico yesterday. Zidane's mm. booking off 31-year-old th- Tony Cruz to give him a rest. Before him. He's built different, man. Yeah. He's different, bro. He's different. Can I ask... Can I ask Ellis, though? Because Ellis, you're you, you, quite critical of um, the team not in recent games not really being able to... Um, Pull passes together. Obviously, the midfield has been reconfigured a lot because of the defensive injuries, because of other factors as well this season. But yeah, how much of that do you think is because 
Liverpool haven't really played through the middle. So now that they can't constantly go to that kind of like super direct type of, 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 of football, they're needing to kind of figure out different ways to play and have different different means. Obviously, the Thiago thing, that hasn't really worked so far this season, not in the way that it's, in, it's intended to. But how much of it do you think is because is of that or, or do you think it's just something else? Um, I don't really think it's that much, you know, bro. Even though we didn't, we're not really a team that builds our attacks from the middle, I still feel that the midfielders we have have enough in their armoury to formulate something, you know what I'm saying? So, um, with Thiago coming in, we thought that he will be the guy that's going to pick up passes from, from the deep-lying playmaker role. And obviously, where we've had to put Fabinho and Henderson at the back, he hasn't had that security around him. And it, it's kind of affected his game. But I, I, I just think that the main crux of it is that the fatigue mentally has really caught up to Liverpool, do you know what I'm saying? So they're running through a, a brick wall. So to answer your question, bro, I don't think because we don't play through the middle as such, it's really now, it's like it's starting to show that, like, oh, Rob, we can't do it. I just feel that there's been too much chop and change around the team for us to have uh, any consistent playing style, if that, if that makes any sense, bro. I have, I have a question as well, um, Do you think that chop and change is being compounded by... Um, Klopp actually just trying to like not play these centre backs and put like a, a, a Fabinho or Henderson in midfield, whereas he could have like actually played these centre backs and just had like an actual structured midfield from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I think I've, Klopp has to take the blame there. Since January, he's made a few alarming mistakes. Um, for instance, now don't get me wrong, like Nat Phillips in it. If he's listening, I respect you, bro. You've done your thing in it. You're better than me. Fair enough, but. <laughs> He's not. He's not supposed to be at this level. Do you know what I'm saying? And and because it's um and it's and it's showing like in January he's played a few. I think he played against Newcastle. We, we drew with him away, and he tried to like pass out from the back, and he just kept on overhitting it or underhitting it. So it was really affecting us. You know what I mean? So usually our centre backs, if it's Matip or Van Dijk, they're very good passers of the ball. So either Matip will bring it out because he's a good dribbler, or he passes, he fizzes it in to like um the midfield or to a Firmino, or he, he can find he can find the fullbacks on a on a, on both sides, same as Van Dijk. But then you have like Phillips, and he can't really do it because that's not his game. Um, young Williams, that's not his game. He can't do it. He's playing. He was playing conference football last season. He can't do it. So I think. Klopp just wanted to try and maintain that style of playing out from the back and it wasn't working. So that's what's really, really, really hindered us. And it got to January and we didn't sign a centre-back. I remember coming on a pod and saying, like, we need to sign a centre-back by the 1st of January and we didn't do it. And it kind of messed us up, man. So we are where we are just because of that. Just because of the last, what, couple months, we're in April now, we're trying to play catch-up. <sighs> Boy, it's peak. But... We got we got the win. We got the win, and yeah, that's the most important part, man. I'm you know what I'm saying? Midfield, I mean, but... All that, all that you're talking. Oh, I ranted. You actually won. <laughs> that was, that's like, like, oh yeah. shit, we won. I forgot about that. that. We won the game. Yeah, Trent scored. Trent scored in that. We won the game, but it just didn't feel. It didn't feel like all oh, right, a last minute winner because we were just. Well, from what I saw, I just didn't. I wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed, bro. But having said that, it was. This is the first time since the the first month of the season where we've won three Premier League games in a row. Which, which can show you that 
we've been going yeah. through it, fam. Scary, scary. Um, you know what I'm saying, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm gonna have a conversation which really pertains to three of the four panelists this evening. Um, so we're talking about the top four race. Um, we didn't say three out of the four, not um, f- four out of the four. It's obviously, Arsenal are too far away, and in terms of us, um, can yeah. we cancel Spurs out of it as well? No, no, mathematically, you're still in there. Um, um, and uh, I think we're we're safe now. I think many teams are going to get as many points as we have at this point. So, um, yeah, we've got uh, Leicester in third on fifty six points, and all the way down to Spurs in seventh on forty nine points. So you're talking about uh, a seven point gap with uh, seven games to go. Um, where where do we see this going? Obviously, Leicester um, they lost today against West Ham, made a valiant effort. Senior man Kalechi, not quite enough today. Um, but who who do we see finishing in the top four? I'll start with you, Tobes. Um, obviously, the top two aside, um, I still think Leicester are going to get it, man. I think Leicester are going to get it. I feel like Brendan Rodgers, I don't think he's going to let it slip again. Um, I don't know whether it's going to be third or fourth, but I think they're going to take one of the spots. And annoyingly, I think Chelsea are going to get top four as well. Okay, let, let, let me let me just read out Leicester's fixtures. So they've got home games against uh, West Brom and Palace, yep. away against Southampton, yep. home game against Leicester, away against Manchester United, away against Chelsea, and yep. at home against Spurs. Yeah. The destiny's in their hands, man. And I think, I, I, I know, I, I feel like they will, I feel like, they will have some players back for that running as well. I'm, I'm expecting Harvey Barnes to be back for some of those fixtures uh, towards the latter stages of the season. I don't know, man. I, I get it. Like Liverpool, when you look at their run of fixtures, you look like you you see like some straightforward games that they should win. But like Ellis mentioned, even though I felt Liverpool were okay against Aston Villa, there's just something missing in their game like they don't knock the same they don't attack teams the same they don't defend the same Allison in Blunderland 24-7 these days um yeah they're just Sadio Mane can't 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 score if he was in the red light district like it's it's it's, it's sad it's sad time so um you love a one-liner don't you no it's the, it's the truth though I, I, <laughs> The thing is, Liverpool, I expect Liverpool to, to be in the race right until... The, the race is going to go right up until the final day, but I feel like Leicester and Chelsea will edge it, man. Cool, fair enough. Um, Ellis, um, who do you see finishing the top four? Uh, I think uh, Liverpool and Chelsea, heritage things, from. I think... Um, I don't trust Rodgers. I'm going to need more than that. No, no, just, I don't trust Rodgers, man. Ellis, what? That's, that's the analysis they come to touch life records for, man. Ellis, what happened? Heritage. <laughs> what happened the last time you spoke about heritage? The last time some of your fan base spoke about football heritage, you went to a real football heritage club in the Champions League and you got dunked on. So let's listen, listen, Tobes, Tobes, Tottenham to bias, Tottenham to bias, heritage, heritage and Tobias are not, are not supposed to be in the same. Okay, okay. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> so what I'm saying, yeah, I think Chelsea and Liverpool are gonna take. I think um both are in both are gonna get into a strong run of form. Like I said, Liverpool's won the last three Premier Leagues. I know I sound a bit despondent. We're not playing too well, but I feel that we have a very, very calm run in and we will pick up confidence from that last minute win against Aston Villa. So yeah, I think Chelsea and Liverpool. Cool. Uh, I'll, I'll get your opinion, Shia, despite the fact your team are not in it. Um, who, who do you think gets the last two spots in that top four race? 
think Chelsea secure one. Um, I think Leicester have got some hard fixtures, you know, uh, including a game against Chelsea, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I just see Chelsea having like a lot about them. And actually, they're probably the two behind City. They're probably the team in the league that have impressed me most since um, since Frank Lampard got sacked. So um, I think they've been one of the most consistent teams in the Premier as well. That West Brom game was a blip, but apart from that, um, I can recall good 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 um, results and good performances for them. So I think there's there's certainly in there um, with Liverpool. I don't think Liverpool have a tough running. Um, I think the toughest fixture that they've got is United. But um, I think Liverpool's is dependent on the Champions League both ways. And I think if Liverpool come out on Tuesday or Wednesday night, um, I think that could really just derail their season. Yeah, um, they, 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 they may rally. Um, they may do bits. It makes it somewhat easier. I think it's a blessing, by the way, if Liverpool come out, because I think those players are pammed. They're absolutely shattered. Um, so I think it's a blessing in disguise if they do come out. But obviously, you know, they're, 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 they're big boys, isn't it? They want to go for the big things. I, I, I fully get that. Um, but yeah, I think if they if they come out, it could derail them. If they stay in, then I think it could also derail them because it's additional fixtures. And the way that I just look at these guys, they're tired, man. They're tired. They're, they're absolutely tired. So um, it's an outsider's chance for me. But yeah, man, I think really Chelsea do it. And um, and yeah, I think Leicester will fall away as well. I'm saying Chelsea and maybe Liverpool, perhaps. It's okay, not impressive. And Babs, last but not least, um, what side do you see finishing in the top four? Mm, I think it's I think it's quite a tough one to to judge because if I look just literally before um, two short came in, we were what um, five points of Liverpool, seven points of Spurs. Um, I think like nine points of Leicester. You know, I don't know the number, numbers on my yeah, head. Yeah, I don't you know. care about. <laughs> but but yeah, um, I, I look at I look at our, our performances since some um, two shows come in. You know, we've looked a lot strong. We looked a whole lot stronger um, in terms of like our possessional play and how we played the game, but. The only worry I've still had is just in terms of our, our lethality in front of goal. I don't think, and I think that's one of the things that's going to be really key in this um, in this run of games because we have a, we have two six points against them, um, West Ham and Leicester. And the reason why those are so key is the, is the fact that what were two points behind Leicester, and one point behind West Ham. You know, you win that game there, you, you have a massive swing in terms of your form because I believe we had those games um, relatively close to each other as well. So I think if we win those games, we we should be getting top four. So I will have to say, um, I think we will get a top four. Um, I think, yeah, I think we will get top four. And I, as crazy as it's going to sound, but I feel like West Ham are going to do it. I feel like West Ham, and, it, and it, I can't believe I'm saying this because I, I look at, I just look at West Ham, the team they've been, you know, if I look at it last season, um, a lot of people, a lot of um, our fan base made the jokes amongst them, or just jokes amongst us and the fact that we were saying, oh, you know, when we beat West Ham and they get relegated, we'll be signing Declan Rice. And now look at it, you know, we, we, we gave them we gave them two back-to-back Ws, you know, <laughs> we let them stay in the Prem and now they're looking like they're going to get Europe. And, and it's, it's, it's literally crazy, it's literally crazy, crazy scenes. And I do feel like they're going to be able to do it because if I look at their, their run of games, I don't see any team which is going to pose them too much of a, of a threat, bar us and Everton maybe. And yeah, I, I do think Liverpool, I Liverpool, I Liverpool, Liverpool have a have a have a good run, have a good running. And I do feel like just of the quality that Liverpool possess, they can go away and win all their games. You know, like I, but I don't want to be that guy that does the whole thing of like, oh, you know, you know, they're the reigning champions. But I do feel like you have to give them the the praise where it's due. You know, they, they were this fantastic team last season, and 
yeah, you know, that, that, that kind of talent doesn't just, doesn't just disappear overnight. Muscle memory, yeah? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I think West Ham are going to be there and thereabouts. Yeah. I think your game against them is a big one. If they big one, massive. If that without losing, then I'll have a lot more confidence in them being able to score the, the top four spot. Um, it's going to be interesting nonetheless. Honestly, I, I wish I could say I wish I was in it, but I don't. Um wrapped up. Uh, Champions League football for next season um, and I guess we can focus our, our, our hey, I can't lie. I'm so jealous man I'm so jealous I'm not built for this man this is three years in a row we've been doing this bullshit <laughs> I ain't built for this man I wish I was in Mariah's position where I was second and I could still complain about about the manager I wish I wish I could do that <laughs> we're built different Brody um, yeah so uh, finally and this is the part where not quite relevant to you this time um Tobes, but always happy to have your thoughts. Let's talk about the, the, the European fixtures, the midweek fixtures and, and where we're at. Uh, I'll start with you, Shabs. So um, first leg, 1-1 draw against Slavia Prague at home. Um, what, what, what do you need to do in the second leg to go through? They need to win. Yeah, <laughs> it's that simple. Yeah. Like, win. Um, come on the for. Pro- the problem um, with, yeah, the... the they need to win. That's what is needed. The the, the, the problem with Arsenal is that, um, you know, Arsenal have this unrivaled ability to fuck up anything, which is super easy and straightforward for them. So, um, you know, case in point, Thursday, gone. You know, super, super, like, not that it was the most comfortable of games, but there were loads of chances. It was as open a game as we, as, as, as we'll find at that stage of a European competition, I think. And um, there were loads of chances and they just messed it up time and again and finally got themselves um, in the position to to lead late on and threw it away, like absolutely threw it away. A catalogue of errors where your, your, your left back can just drive into the vacant space and progress the ball forward, but instead turns around, plays it backwards to the centre back who heavy touches it, plays it out, and then you concede from that at the corner, and then you concede again. It's just like, com- like absolutely comical stuff. So I don't know, man. I don't have a lot of confidence, to be fair. I don't think that um, Arsenal are not a team with European heritage. They just don't. Like they always, always, always mess it up in Europe. That's that's just facts. Like any Arsenal fans or otherwise want to fight me on that, let's go. Um, it's just facts. Like we can go to any anywhere you want to go to with Arsenal in, in in European competition. If anyone dares drag up them them that that 94 Cup winners cup stuff with me, allow it. Just allow it. Don't do it. But yeah, like we could go go to Galatasaray, we can go to um Barcelona, we could go wherever you want to go. We'll go to Chelsea in Baku, wherever you want to go. You could go to the Atletico Madrid semi fight like Arsenal just find ways to mess it up. So that's it man. I'm not confident. Um some of it depends on player availability and player selection. Um, a lot of it depends on player selection. Like, who's Arteta going to go with? You know what I mean? Like, are you really going to pick the team that is it can win, or are you going to pick your boys like William and 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 them man? And and that's the foolish thing. This guy's moving like he's not under duress. Like he'd never ever ever get away with this if the streets were open and fans could come in the state. Like the, the, the way that Wenger got chased at. You think Arteta could 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 turn up at London Colney if we was not in quarantine? 
No, I don't mean we, when I say we are obviously not me. I'm not a hooligan, but you know, disclaimer, you know. But you know, so man, them they would have this, <laughs> you know. So you know, yeah, man. So it's up to him, isn't it? But like you know, be a man, do the right thing, all of that. But I don't. I I, I just see it happening. I just um, see like um, some 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 real tears on Thursday night, really, for Arsenal. I'm happy to be wrong, but the way I see things right now. One, one, one of the interesting things you just said was um, in terms of like the lineup, and one thing I've always thought is that like, well, Arteta is just a, is a man of misplaced values. You know, like he, he thinks that ah, oh, you know, I have the, I have the, he has to actually cheat to to drop his best striker. <laughs> you know, some people say statistically he hasn't been the best this season, but the absolute cheat in one of the most important games this season is drop Aubameyang, and the moment he comes in, you guys go and score a goal. And I, I feel like he's he's pretty, he's pretty crazy because like he's, he's almost like this kind of authoritarian where like he thinks he has the the the, the, um, the respect to be able to you know put drop players when he wants. You know, it's worked. Um, you know, like games against Tottenham. You're well, just making my head hot. Very, very easy for a backfire. Just making my very, head hot. I've been composed the, the moment the whole that, episode. That, that, back, that back room, you know, the, the, the room of, of all the players, you know, the moment they turn against him, boy, his head may just be on the chopping block. But you're making my head But, but long, long may it rain. Long may it rain. No, you're making my head hot because you see all this non-negotiables stuff, yeah? It's absolute bullshit. Like, it, it, it's absolute bullshit. You look at... Um, like let let's let's take Aubameyang out of the situation. Let's look at the Martinelli situation, for example. Um, he played today. He played well today. Um, he scored today. You know what I mean? He's had for the few minutes that he's amassed in the league so far this season. And we know we had the injury coming into the, the season. He wasn't fit until December. Blah blah blah. For the few minutes that he's amassed this season, he's had more shots than Willian. Willian gets game time in abundance. Like, how do you justify it? Like, how do you justify it? It's 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 crazy. Like, he starts these 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 men are cracking up on me. It's killing me. <laughs> it's absolutely killing me. But yeah, like, so you you can't say like, yeah, these are principles and this is the level of performance and blah blah blah. Pepe is a diff, diff, div, divisive figure, but um, again, like you know, he any time he does something good, he as a signing, he's been an absolute failing of a signing at seventy-two million pounds. Like, let's not like beat around the bush. But any time he does anything positive or progressive, he finds himself out of the side. How can you justify that? William gets to come in again and play and start, and it, it's crazy, man. You know, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, I think but, there was yeah. even a period where he, where he had some good form this season, and and he still wasn't guaranteed a start. He still wasn't guaranteed. Like you know, he's played. I think he played well today, albeit against Sheffield United. But I think he played well today. He played well when he came on um, on Thursday. Let's see what happens. You know, is he going to start? Because he, he should be starting that game. But let, let's see. Let's see what Mikel does. Joffrey Arteta. That's what I'm calling him from now on, Joffrey. <laughs> tyrant mate and he was a meaty player as well and I just want that on the record yeah he was an absolutely meaty footballer yeah well, they're, so, trying re- they're trying to rewrite history yeah I just want that on record yeah I said it me cool uh, I'm going to come across to you uh, Ellis uh, a 3-1 loss to Real Madrid in the first leg um, so you've got you've got a, a big job at Anfield I think yesterday was your first win at Anfield in 2021 uh, hadn't scored a goal yes, sir. Over eleven hours, uh, and as you said, it wasn't necessarily the best performance either. To watch Real Madrid uh, win Clasico uh, and really put themselves in the driving seat for the La Liga title. And um, what, what do you need to do to get through? And, and, and do you see it happening? 
we need to pray to Almighty tomorrow. Um, tomorrow starts Ramadan. Yeah, everyone needs to be honest. Everyone needs to. Now, all jokes aside, um, fam, we need to play better than we did. He went, he went from all jokes aside. <laughs> no, no, we uh, we need we need to. Um, I think in the first leg we gave Real Madrid too much respect. I don't know if that was out of school tactical. What's it called? Tactical uh, instructions from Klopp, or just Real Madrid just took the ball off us because that first. What was the instruction? Respect them. I don't know. Like, fam, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the instruction was. It was like, bro, because in, in my head, yeah, you're looking at it. You're giving Cruz, you're giving Tony Cruz like five minutes to set himself up, look up, holler at Vinicius, wave at Vinicius, tell Vinicius to move, and it's, it's just so easy. So I'm thinking, what's what's going on there? Um, so yeah. We need to we need to get in their faces. We need to shut down all the passing lanes. We need to stop them from from picking their heads up and looking for, um, for the passes. Do you know what's underrated? It, bro? Do you know what's underrated about them? Their physical capabilities. Very strong. They were Very able strong. to hang with you guys physically, yeah. and, and yeah. that's usually where you really put the pressure onto teams. Yeah, I saw it against Barcelona. They were able to use their physical gifts to really consistently hit. Barcelona and break, and to be honest with you, on a day when they have their shooting boots on, they score three or four goals, and that mm-hmm. game was a lot more comfortable than it ended up being. But um, yeah, you're mentioning pressing and getting in their faces, even within that midfield. You're talking about two of the most technically uh, proficient midfielders of the yes. last 10, 15 years. You're talking about probably the most technically proficient number nine around in Karim Benzema. So, uh, how realistic is that? And to be honest, just picking you off on the break that plays very much to their strengths. They love you're it. So- yeah, they love it. It was so easy for them. It was so easy. Um, you know, I was talking about earlier on how we can't string five passes together. Uh, against Real Madrid, we couldn't string two. Um, we'll pass, we'll, we'll misplace it, and then they'll just look up and go. And so, I, I don't know what Liverpool need to do. Um, I don't know who's gonna who's gonna start because if you're looking to start Genie and Thiago and Fabinho, there's this is the physical players. Uh, Genie and not yeah, Genie and Fabinho. They're very physical players, and, and I um I feel that they're always up for it in terms of a physical battle in it. But like you said, are they up for it against technically proficient players in in uh, Cruz and Modric and Casemiro? I didn't talk about Casemiro in the first leg. He was a monster. He was everywhere. He was, you know what I'm saying? He was a monster. Was, I, I thought he was better than Modric and Cruz because he was shutting down everything. He was not letting Liverpool do anything. Um, when we did finally, Gene, when Genie did finally decide he wants to do something, we showed that we could get at them. Um, so... I feel like it's, I feel like the gap's too much for us. I just feel Ramadan are in a good a good uh, position and beating Barca in the weekend is giving them a, even more confidence than than they need. So it'll be a very it'll be hard for us, man. I don't I don't expect us to win or go through. So we'll have to take that one in the chin, brother. Yeah, man, it's, it's been a great run um, for us. Yeah. It's a two two nil win away from home. We're coming home against uh, what's an average Granada side. Um, they conceded the most goals in La Liga. Um, to just be business as usual, to be honest with you, grab a couple of goals, ideally rest some players ahead of the weekend game, uh, and we'll see the, the winner of the Ajax at Roma tie in the semis. Uh, and, and I'll come to another tie, which looks like it's pretty much done and dusted. Uh, again, that's that's you, Babs. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, you guys have had a pretty good week. So it was a comfortable, it was a 2-0 win, right, against... Uh, yeah. um, so, no. so in your position, what, what are you expecting to see in the second leg? Players rested. Um, uh, 
Um, I don't think we rest any players just due to the fact that we're playing on Tuesday and then we'll have the, the FA Cup game against City on Saturday. And to our benefit, City will be playing the day afterwards and they, they're going to have a lot more pressure you know, playing against Dortmund who've only, who've only beaten 2-1. So hopefully we will be able to not not really rest with but actually get players up to up to speed because um, I do think Tuchel is going to actually want to go, go for it on um, Saturday um, against Man City and get some silver, silver at the end of the season. So for me personally, I do think it'll be a mixture of... Um, being able to rest a couple of players here and there, but I don't think we're going to take too many risks because I don't know if you guys watched the game, but Porto were a lot more impressive in, in one leg than what I found I think it's going to have been in over the two legs. And this season in particular, Porto have been pretty decent under, under this manager that they have. Um, Catanasio, you know, he's, he's had this like, um, Conchao, con, con, con whatever his name is. He's had like this. Italian defensive philosophy of, <laughs> of this guy is trying to sound uber intelligent. Hey, no, 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 no. I just, got, I just got his name wrong, innit? Hey, look. No, I just got his name wrong. I just got his name wrong, Gaffer. I just got his name wrong, Gaffer. You know what we call that? Faux intelligista. But continue. Yeah, as I was saying, yeah, he's been pretty strong with Porto this side of the year, especially. You know, they've had good results like against Juventus. These guys are killing me in the background. But yeah, I don't think they're a team to be taken lightly in the Champions League first year. And hopefully, hopefully we are able to um, comfortably get a win and get through the get through the second leg. Oh yeah, well that Conte Sal, you, you showed your age there. I think uh, Shabs, Ellis, Toby, you'll all remember Conte Sal from the from the two thousand. So we don't we don't blame you. We don't blame you. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. No worries. I'm, 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 the, I'm the new gen. I'm the new gen. Yeah. <laughs> one more time for me. Hey, Babs, one more time. Say again. <laughs> Yo, that's fantastic. Really? That killed me. I was like, what? I know that I know that ain't who I think I know that ain't who I think it is. <laughs> oh, it was. Um, but with that, lads, I want to thank you for your time. Uh Tobes, always a pleasure. Thank you for, for taking a bullet for Spurs uh this week and all the other weeks you've done it. Um, Ellis, always a pleasure, bro. Wish you the best of luck against Madrid. Shabs the same against Slavia Prague, not quite the same uh, status of tie, but you know, they all count. And uh, Shabs, no Shabs, Babs, even uh, Catanasio. And uh, <laughs> 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 Catanasio, you know, oh, yeah, I, can't that, well, that, I can't either. You're moving crazy, oh, bro. Man. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it, guys. Have, have a nice evening, man. Take care. Peace. Peace. Podcast Network.